Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. Pianist, composer, educator Monica Herzig left her native Germany when she was awarded a scholarship for a one-year exchange program at the University of Alabama. That one year turned into 34 as she continued her studies at Indiana University and received her doctorate in music education with a minor in jazz studies. Monica is a positive, enthusiastic member of the jazz community. She is especially supportive of women jazz musicians, and with her group, She Rose, has recorded multiple CDs and toured around the world. Monica and I talked about her latest CD with this group, Both Sides of Joni, a tribute to the singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I asked Monica about her choosing Joni Mitchell to celebrate with her latest CD. Why Joni Mitchell? I mean, I love Joni Mitchell. Who doesn't love Joni Mitchell? But talk about your particular attraction to her music and to her, and also how one approaches a tribute like this. I always find that interesting, how people do that, because it's tricky. Talk about that. It's, it is tricky. So I have to credit the vocalist, Janice Jaffe, coming up with that project. Of course, you know, it's it's a vocal thing. She's singing it, and in the summer of 2020, pandemic hitting she came to me and said you, you got to look at these lyrics you know what she's saying right there and you know she was talking about sweet bird and the time how time is fading and the moment you know what she's saying we need to hear that again <laughs> she, she said some things that are so profound I think people are starting to forget what she's saying and and so she was the one initiating it. And my part was arranging that. So how do you approach taking songs that are so dear to people's hearts, you know, because they mean something. And I mean, one thing I wanted to do is definitely if it's jazz, it's jazz. I'm not going to water it down and try to be stay away from some fancy chords or, you know, go, going free or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do jazz <laughs> in the way I understand it. And the other thing I usually do when I take uh, songs like this and transform them, I absolutely keep the melody and the words intact as much as possible. I'm not going to chop it up and, and take things away. So the melody and the words pretty much stayed, you know, they might change and adapt to meters and, and things like that. But um, overall, I, I kept that intact. And then I was looking at the words and then um, thinking, you know, how can I, with musical elements, elevate those words? So, um, for example, in Sweet Bird, you know, it talks about this fading and changing time. And so I put it in five <laughs> and it's actually a pattern that is a three measure pattern in five. And when you repeat it, you know, you get 
out at odd places. <laughs> so so it, it constructs this weird double circle going round and round nowhere. And then <laughs> and then in the middle I'll we've we had to go to six, you know, there here's where you run into the words, you know. I'm I'm coming in so proud that Janice, this pattern is so cool, you know, and she's trying to sing on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get we get to the chorus and she's like, I, I, I can't get the words in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had to uh, put some extra beats in <laughs> I love that though, because that's you articulate that so beautifully because people don't know how those things work. I love that. It's it's because we come up with an idea. And I think a lot of times people think we create these things and it just works. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to keep adapting, which is what I find one of the wonderful things about jazz, because what you've described, when we play and we're improvising, that's an epitome of what you're talking about. Because we can hit a note we didn't mean to hit, but then that makes our ears hear something else, so we go off in another direction. So that's one of the wonderful things about creating, is grabbing those opportunities and figuring out what you're going to do with it, which is what you were doing. Out on some borderline Some mark of in-between Be laughing upon your feathers, laughing behind our. summer of 2020 so we would get together in the barn I actually started playing at a resort house so I had the keyboard in the back of the car and would stop in her house and we would spend every Monday afternoon with the keyboard in the barn you know experimenting with those arrangements until it works because 
you know, I'm such an instrumentalist. I, I, I don't sing at all. And I don't think about words that much. So, so I come with my fancy ideas and I think it's the greatest. And then, you know, learning to, well, there's a, you know, you have to be able to say it. You can't just spit out your words. Right. And you have to be able to breathe. <laughs> to all breathe. of that, which is, well, it's interesting because it makes you really appreciate those great lyricists who, the Broadway lyricists, people like that, who were writing lyrics, not only for the meaning of the, of advancing the story within the tomb, but advancing the big story of the entire musical and giving singers something that they can sing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's really interesting. So it was a real learning process for you. Right. Well, it makes you appreciate people like Cole Porter who were able to put those lyrics and music together in this way that supports each other. There's very few songwriters that can do both equally well. Why can't you Stafford on the Cole Porter tune, Why Can't You Behave? I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. talking with composer-pianist Monica Herzig about her new CD celebrating the music of Joni Mitchell, Both Sides of Joni. 
One of the tracks that you sent me was Bill Evans, Some Other Time. And I know that track well. And I'm always struck by how slow it is, that playing slow, playing slowly, beautifully, is challenging. And a lot of people avoid those tempos <laughs> for that reason. And I love that you chose that track. So talk about it. I want to do, I was, I was really looking forward to what you hear with that and why that's one of the tracks that you chose. So he puts, the way he plays his left hand is this ostinato thing, just C chord, chord, G, C chord, chord. And there's something like trance-like to getting into that chord, chord, G, C. And, and it works so well. And, you know, Bill Evans being Bill Evans, of course, it's not just chord, chord, that Jesus chord, the way he voices it is just absolutely gorgeous. So that that makes it. And, and for some reason, this pattern, it, it works really well for me. Every time I play this live, I do get a really great reaction from the audience, you know, not just because of Bill Evans' pattern, because... There's something I can relate to and, and easily improvise over it. Evans, a favorite and great source of inspiration for my guest, pianist-composer Monica Herzig. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. The chordal pattern Evans used in some other time is something Monica went on to employ in her own playing to great effect. This one, I always get the audience reaction. 
and um, there's my version of Georgia. I always get you, <laughs> you know, you have those things that just work with who you are really well. So that track is is really cool. And I recorded it, um, I think early 2000s with my acoustic project. And, and I remember, so David Baker was still in great shape and I sent it to a friend of mine and I think he gave a workshop there and he came back from that workshop and said, I just heard your version of this. That's the most gorgeous thing I ever heard. <laughs> I was so flattered that he somewhere else happened to hear that. And my friend said, you know, she was playing it and he was like yelling from the kitchen, like, who is that? <laughs> no. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I think there are sweet spots mm-hmm. like you expressed that certain tunes or approaches would just connect with who you are in a certain way. I found throughout my career that I could name you songs that I played that I took to a different place, which marked an entirely different direction for me, to me. Maybe someone else wouldn't know, that doesn't sound that much different, but it was really different and the audience had a huge reaction to each of those songs. And have you had a similar thing? Because I can I can really feel that that, and I think it was the song that the moment meant me, mm-hmm. the moment I was in. Mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. you ever experienced anything like that? Because this sounds sort of like that. It, yeah, I have I have somewhere I I know that's gonna happen, you know, even in the noisiest environments I know if I go into <laughs> this, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get people's attention and and, and touch them in some way. So this mm. works. Um you know, Marion McPartland's I think I said that too. That that's another one where, where that really works well. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Some some just gel with who you are and works out.
my guest, composer-pianist Monica Herzig, on Some Other Time, from her CD, Monica Herzig Acoustic Project. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Something I admire so much about you is how supportive you are of other musicians, and I'm curious about that because it's something I advocate for, and you and I have discussed it before because we're friends separate from this, and I wish more people were like that. I'm not sure why they're not, maybe just busy with their own thing, but but besides that, what why are you that way? What stimulated that? No, because it's beautiful. I'm hoping people listen to this and get inspired to be more generous of spirit because certainly we need that now more than ever. Speak to that. Well, you know, none of us work in the vacuum and everything to, we do is, is stronger the more momentum it has and the more we do it as a community. I mean, that's, that's just a, a given. Plus it's more enjoyable. I mean, <laughs> what's, what's the joy of, 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 of trying to do something while you always have to outdo something else. <laughs> but I mean, that's why I got into jazz because it's actually an art form where you get together with a community of, of people and you create something together. And that's, that's what I love to do. I'm, I'm not here to like fight all the time. <laughs> I'm here to, mm. to enjoy and, and make everything better. And if, if you make your community better, you know, of course it, it comes back and it elevates where you are. And, mm. you know, so I, I guess one of the advocacy projects is my all female groups and the jazz girls day where I, I put together these incredible musicians that I think are some of the best out there, but not heard enough because of who they are or, you know, because of the landscape of jazz that, <laughs> that doesn't have the space. And, and I thought, you know, I, I want to find a platform for us to make us stronger and get us heard. And, and doing that, of course, I spend a lot of work, you know, trying to money <laughs> to record that and, and put it together and put it on the road. But it, it, it feeds me, you know, we're, we're traveling in the van and, and I hear the happy chatter and, and you know, we're friends and, and the appreciation you know, that feeds my soul much more than always clamming up and thinking, ah, I need to like push this one back way. I mean, that was how, the whole idea of this post-feminism in the 80s, 90s to make us competitive and, and push each other out. And, and it doesn't work, you know, and we all turned around and realized it doesn't work. <laughs> well, I've never, under, I've never understood it. I don't, I didn't know why it started, why, why some people continue it. Uh, I, I just admire that you have jumped on this and gone forward with it and talk about your group. So you were holding up the third one of my Shiro's. We, we did three, CDs together. It's just been the last six years we've, we've been doing that. And when I started, it was complete shot in the dark too. I don't know why I keep doing that too, but <laughs> I just, I just went to New York and I had a management friend, Susie Reynolds, who helped me get a studio and, and the producer. And I called them all cold 
pretty much. I mean, I saw. So these weren't people that you knew. Nothing. These were just people you knew their music. I knew their music, and maybe I knew about them, or maybe I had met some of them. You know, like I met you in New York and did a quick hangout, or in some of those conferences. So I just called them and said, "Hey." I want to do this project. I want to feature all these great women that we have. And I want to, if you want to contribute a tune, that's fine with me too. <laughs> you know, and, and most of them jumped on it. Like on the first one, even Linda O and Lakeisha Benjamin and Shane Burnett, all these incredible players. They just, Lenny Stern, they said, sure, of course we'll be there. <laughs> and, and, and it was wonderful. You know, we, we put it together and, Little by little, you had to shape over the years, you know, the staying effect. And there's this old saying you call great musicians once, but great people you call again. <laughs> I've never heard that, but that's definitely true. That's true for me. For I mean, there's, there's people that even the music, they're great, but we're not quite exactly right yet. <laughs> I still call them back if they're great people. That's interesting. So, you know, some were great musicians, but not, maybe not necessarily the easiest people to work yeah. with in the long run. So we, we kind of shaped it down to this core group, which I really love, and that's Jamie Baum on flute. Um, she's probably my strongest collaborator by now because she's also very focused on composition and band leading mm. and has the same experiences. And then Ray Regev on the trombone. So she ended up taking her daughter along to most of our tours. So we had kind of these six mommies and daughter bonds. <laughs> That's fantastic. What a great experience for her. Right, wow. right. That that little girl has been all over the world. <laughs> yeah. And with a bunch of women. That's really, that's really powerful. That's just that modeling and watching all of that happen. guest, composer-pianist Monica Herzig, on the title track from her CD, Eternal Dance. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired.
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. 2022 marked our 22nd year on air, and I have a new book celebrating this anniversary called Great Inspirations, 22 Years of Jazz Inspired on NPR, which is a collection of some of my favorite conversations from the show, including early guests like Frank Gehry and Neil Doctorow, and more recent conversations with Seth MacFarlane and Glenn Close. Go to judycarmichael.com to find out how you can receive an autographed copy or send one to a favorite friend. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. We're funded primarily by your donations. So please visit jazzinspired.com to chip in. No gift is too small. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and help us spread the word. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. I'm talking with composer-pianist Monica Herzig. Talk about Chick Corea. I love that you brought me Matrix because I love this. Talk about this track. <laughs> so I think I'm the biggest Chikoria nerd out there. <laughs> uh, perfect. And it's such a contrast to the Bill Evans. So I love this, that you gave me this big, big contrast. Talk about, okay, go, go ahead and nerd out on me. I love it. Well, you know, playing-wise, I think he's one of the most um, virtuose, high-level piano players there ever was I mean the, the way he, he functions and and you know the rhythmic sense of course he's a drummer by trade too and and the harmonic sense I mean he's on such a higher level than I have most people that I experienced you know <laughs> and and I saw him I saw him in Germany before we left at a concert and and he was so generous he was just sitting there after the concert and he was showing me all these things he was doing and how it relates oh fantastic monk and and of course i was trying to record it on my little sony walkman right <laughs> and later realized that the cassette didn't work <laughs> oh. i had to keep it in my memory but you know it, it was just a great memories and and then when I figured out that his that we share birthdays then you know I was all <laughs> okay were all in <laughs> all in so I've I've studied his music his pieces you know learning La Fiesta in Spain and Armando's Rumba and all his complex pieces Humpty Dumpty that was always part of my repertoire because everything speaks to me in the way he's writing and the way he's playing and and I ended up in 2012 to 17, I ended up writing a book about in one of those listeners companions um, that's out on uh, little Roman little field. And what I loved about it is that it was a way to share 
about the music. So it's not just biography, you know, this is what he did for breakfast in 2011. But, <laughs> but taking the way those are constructed, you take a piece, so you, you write a chapter, it's a specific topic of his life, of his style. And at the end, you take one or two pieces and it's like going to that moment in time or going in the studio with them and you make a listening guide, you know, all, all the way through. This happens at two minutes and listen for this and then this happens. And it's it's designed for the everyday person. It's not the music nerd, but you're just come along in the studio and this is how it feels like. And and this is what happened. So, so I love that structure and I got to put it out. I got to tell him all about it <laughs> I never got to put the book in his hand and I regret that but yeah that's how far we got how do people find this what is it called it's called experiencing Chikoria a listener's companion and, it's and they can get Roman it online field yeah you can order. I want to get it. <laughs> I want my I'll listener. I'll give it to you next time. You'll oh, have your I want it. This is fantastic. I'll exchange no, it against it. your inspired book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal. It's a deal. It's a deal.
I love that you've written a listener's guide because most people don't have somebody sitting next to them saying, ooh, listen to that, listen to that. And that isn't over-intellectualizing it. It's, it's like having a meal with a great chef. I have my favorite people who are chefs that I go out to dinner with, and I never enjoy the meal as much as I do with these people because they'll be pointing out, you, oh, they used that spice, they did that. Taste that, take your time, breathe that in, you know, and smell that aroma. And then next time I take that with me mm -hmm. for the next meal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you've given listeners by writing something like this, especially with somebody like Chick, that's so complex and so much is going on, but you can also just release to it, it's so wonderful without thinking at all. I, I totally believe in letting people into your circle and the further you let them in, you know, the more they can appreciate it. You know, this whole myth of let the music speak for itself, you know, works to a little degree, but there's so much connotations and around it that if you find ways to, to share that and to explain it, it makes a richer experience. and. And, and I'm so into that. <laughs> I completely agree. Judy Carmichael and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm talking with pianist Monica Herzig about her new CD tribute to Joni Mitchell, Both Sides of Joni. Talk about Both Sides Now from the Joni Project. Talk about this track. So yeah, of course, that's probably one of the most well-known of, of her songs. And it's interesting when she wrote it, I mean, she was still very, very young. And, and at that time, since you know she makes this reflective you have to consider everything from all sides and there's always a bright and a dark side and, and there was all this criticism of saying well how can a person that hasn't experienced that all you know talk about these things and i mean it's, it's somewhat ludicrous because you know you're as a as a songwriter and lyricist it's not your own personal experience. You're just portraying the experience of society. So I, I found that interesting. And, and this one is probably the most straightforward arrangement. All we did is change it up to in, in three, which makes it more waltzy and danceable. And then I took the harmonies and just made them in a little richer and, and jazz fashion, you know, some, some nice major seven chords and nice bass lines that make it move easier. <laughs> but other than that, you know, we really let that one speak for itself because that's it, it's it's so deep what it's saying. And you know, you go from life to love to yeah. Bows and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles in the Ring 
What's one of your favorite tracks from the Joni Project? I think one of my favorite ones is the Hissing of Summer Lawns. The, and that was actually the first one I arranged specifically for that project, you know, and, and I was reading through the lyrics and said, oh, my God, this is horrible. This woman chained to her richness in this mansion and she can't get out. And the, the things that are usually something we so much enjoy, meaning summers and crickets and <laughs> becomes a, the dark things and terrible things that, <laughs> that keep you chained up. So I, I was um, trying. So I started out with a little Pat Metheny thing, you know, happy happiness, and then it gets into darkness. <laughs> and I thought, you know, let's put all the jazz stuff that we have and just go completely free and crazy because that's how it must feel in her head being chained up in that mansion. <laughs> and then somehow we have to find out of that darkness. He bought her a diamond for her throat He put her in a ranch house on a hill She could see the valley barbecues From her windowsill See the blue pools and the squinting sun Hear the hissing of summer lungs He put up a barbed wire fence the unknown and on every metal thorn just a little blood of his own she patrols a fence of his to a latin drum and the hissing of summer lawns Talk about Rabbit from your She Rose. I particularly like this track. Talk about this. Well, I guess the reason it sounds different because it's one of Lainey's tunes. <laughs> and and Lainey studied, um, so this is Lainey Stern, the guitarist, um, unfortunately more known for Mike Stern's wife, but she is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful guitarist in her own right. And she studied pretty intensely in Mali. She went there several long periods on on grants and the trio she performs with is um two musicians from there who live in new york and she she plays some of the drums so so she's really into these african type rhythms and grooves and that's what rabbit is based on you know it, it's got kind of that feel 
But <laughs> also in terms of rabbit of go as fast as you can with your little legs. <laughs> and so it's just this, this groove tune based on these African rhythms and then move as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we always love to play that life. That, that was so enjoyable. pandemic has affected everybody, but those of us in the performing arts, it's been a particular thing because of the challenges on every level. And we're now dealing with people being, some people are, are angry that people still want them to wear masks, so they don't want to go to a theater. Other people are angry because people aren't wearing a mask going to theaters. Some people are taking what I think is the right attitude and wearing a mask if they want and not when they go to a theater you know, make your own choice at this point. Um, so I'm encouraging everybody to get out. That's my own little advocacy for our business. But different musicians had different experiences during this time. And you and I both saw it, mm -hmm. our own experience and other people. For you in particular, you worked on these projects. And so you focused on that. But now that you are coming out of it, you're doing amazingly creative things and really jumping in, going back to Europe. How do you feel the pandemic, that time has changed you or has it changed you? How do you feel about that? Well, I think I'm one of these examples that are rethinking everything, you know, because 
well, the playing, the performance part was really difficult because everything was taken, as you know, was taken away from you. And I, I loved your strategy out of making these little movies and going to the <laughs> piano and well, transmitting something to the world, you know, staying in touch with the rest of the world. That was like the main thing. It was like you sit in your little home and you're thinking, there must be somebody out there. <laughs> no, exactly. It's how I felt. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had to do something, boy. Ugh. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, I got lucky because I had a husband in the house who was also a musician. So we figured, well, it was a learning experience too. You know, we started uh, just live streaming from the living room and, and pretended... <laughs> We like it was Saturday night, you know. Okay, we're not going to gigs. So I'm still going to put some makeup on, and we're going to push the button on the computer, and we're just playing and hoping that somebody's listening, but just not to get out of touch. But it, it was really hard, and it taught you how how precious this whole being able to perform it, and how how special that is of of being able to get together. As an academic, I also had to teach and transform classic classes like in no time into online classes and go through all these Zoom teaching. And then little by little, we get back to regular teaching. And, you know, and, and the kids had changed. They really had changed. There was or still the aftermath. Everybody was aggressive, depressed. You know, it was that classroom joy that I had had before was not there anymore. <laughs> it, was, it was just work and hard work. And, and I've, I've found myself seeing I, there's nowhere to go. You know, I, I, I could do this, you know, I'm close enough. But eventually I will retire and it's not that far away. I could just sit back and, and do that and sit my time out, so to say, which would be the same thing to do but <laughs> but you know I thought no I'm I'm not I'm not done yet <laughs> I, I have some things to say and to give and I need to find a, a different way to to do this and to be able to put what I do musically creatively together with what I'm sharing in, in classroom settings there must be a better way so I just completely reinventing what I do myself and, and hoping <laughs> that it's going to be something that, that I won't regret, but so far so good. <laughs> uh, well, I have such admiration for you. And I can tell you that the big takeaway for me with this show after 22 years is the people that the creative people that I've had on the show that are still creating, which are the ones I have on the show, that are still changing and growing and going forward, all have that attitude. They're not people who sit back and think, I'm going to wait for retirement. <laughs> but it is the harder road. And it was the harder road when you started. I think of this as, as we really have come full circle, Monica. I feel in the beginning, you were young and you made this incredible leap to come to America from Germany. And now you're telling me from a small town in Germany. So that's even something else. And it's one of the things for me coming from Los Angeles that 
I knew there'd always be a lot of competition. I was in a huge pond. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought I, and, and I, I gained a lot from that. Even my high school had 3,000 people. That was only sophomore, junior, senior. So my graduating class was 1,000 people. So I just, and I, you know, I knew there'd always be a lot of people. (laughs) So I came with that attitude and that gave me a certain, I think, advantage. But I think it's a great message for everybody that to keep reinventing yourself. It doesn't mean you have to jump off a cliff, but even in little ways every day, I think it's important to keep challenging yourself to stay inspired and to stay inspiring. And certainly if there's someone like you who is such an advocate for this this work that we do, I just, I have tremendous admiration for you. And I'm so pleased that you took this time and that we could do this. Me in Sag Harbor, you in Austria. I feel very exotic and international here. So thank you so much for this, Monica. I really appreciate you being on the show. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate everything you do. And I absolutely adore your spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to my conversation with Monica Herzig. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz inspires their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidoff. You can download podcasts of Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired from all the usual podcast platforms or listen at jazzinspired.com. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. We're funded primarily by your donations. So please visit jazzinspired.com to chip in. No gift is too small. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and help us spread the word. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is sponsored in part with generous support from our listeners and Paige at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Paige at 63Main at opentable.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD Trio. I'm on piano with my Cashem on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com or judycarmichael.com. Thank you.